0: Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness: Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Every time. So it's my brother, can you spare a dime? Oh my God shall supply my need. Don't have to take because I am a seed. every good <laughs> amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Gray Brooks, and we are broadcasting. Amen, this is a live broadcast. Amen, and I'm amen. Glad Lord, to uh, be with you today. My name is and we're going to get started. This is a live broadcast. Amen, amen. Uh, I'm glad to be with you today. Details here. There we go. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm glad to be with you. I uh, um, hope I'm coming through all right. I had to do something a little different, you know, than what I normally do. But it's all good. We're going to go ahead and um, get this word out. And hope that hopefully um, that uh, everything will work out the way it should. So maybe we're going to say a little prayer about that in a minute. And uh, But I just want to welcome you to the Christmas Speed Talk Radio. This is Night night joy. Amen. Um, we get this time to make what every what? One second and no, one second and Fourth Friday, Amen. Friday night joy. And today's message I got for you God's praying for us, is specific instructions, Amen. But we're gonna get a little bit more detailed than just specific instructions. We can talk, actually, about God's praying for us. Not only specific instructions, okay, but it's also He's praying for us. It's also specific timing and of a, a specific outcome. So this is going to probably be a series. I don't know how long it will be with it. Um, I just thought I'm just willing to, 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 to do or to go wherever God tells me or leave me to go. But I just want to welcome you um, with us today. And if this is your first time by all means, turn us the notice, man. Turn us a shout out to Christian at Gmail dot com. Please by all means check us out on the website. I right, share, share, okay. Share uh a lot the, all the broadcasts. We have about eleven I'd say eleven and thirteen, I think, different um podcasts that come on with different other people other than just me. Amen. And we've been doing this now for about nine years and God has blessed the ministry to to be broadcasting in quite a few different countries over 130 some different country and listening base amen. so that ain't us that ain't me that's all god man but he gets all the glory none of the glory goes to goes to uh goes to us amen so uh feel free to share feel free if you have a desire to sow a seed into the ministry we are 501 c3 company you can do that by going to our website on com and click it on the donate now button it would take you to the PayPal account. Where you can donate uh, different ways you're out in the process of updating that, too. Check out our website. Again, it has all the different hosts and um, some, uh, some, some of the older broadcasts there. I mean, it has a lot of information. Amen. Um, we still are yet in the process of updating that. Amen. But uh, before we set the prayer, I do want to um, let you know and remind you of history, Down and Grace, with Mr. Vanessa Wimms. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m., and then for right now, I think it might, might change it first and the second Tuesday. I'm not sure yet. We're working on some details with that. Childs Change The Pastor Paul Morgan is at the first and second Wednesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the Finish work with Pastor Pat Randall is the first and second Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, Friday Night Joy is the first, the second, and and fourth Friday. I do that those Fridays. Sometimes I bring in a guest at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life is the first and the third Sunday at 7 p.m., okay? Um, our, our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. The main, the dollar number is 267-807-9605. The access code is seven three two four nine nine. Um, pound. Amen. You can definitely listen to Reverend Grant and uh, she, she does do a lot of teaching, but she do a lot of prayer. This is a prayer moment. You uh, also can listen later at two six seven eight zero seven nine six zero eight. The access code is seven three 499 Our monthly broadcast is uh, follow Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones. is every first Monday at 7 p.m. In fact, she just finished doing an interview this um, this Monday, last Monday with um, Minister Vanessa Williams and her new book, The Girl in the Chapel Here. So uh, you can go back and listen to that. Adoration with the Badges, Lewis McIlwain. It's every third Monday at 7 p.m. And then Virgin Never The Truth is every second and fourth Mondays at 8 p.m. Matters of the Heart. And then it's a senior's ministry. And then it's every third Friday at 7 p.m. The the Beautiful is uh, with a, a group of young people. It's every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. With a bunch of brothers getting in a there keeping it real, man. Uh, Marriage Takeover with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Okay, all times are Eastern Standard Time, amen? All times are Eastern Standard Time. So, again, let's go ahead and get started with prayer. Father God, we come today first to give you honor, God, to glorify your name for truly. You are good, God. Again, let's go ahead. and You go. are good. You are awesome, God. We give you praise. We worship you in spirit and in truth. There is none like you in all the earth, God. You, the one that has brought us a mighty long way. When we look back over our life, we realize all the things that we have been through. It was truly nobody but you. You did it, Jesus. You remember us in the midst of our storms. You were the one to remember us in the midst of chaos. You were the one to remember us when we didn't know which way to go. You were the one that called us by name, Lord Jesus. When the enemy came against us like a flood, God, you were the one, Lord Jesus, that raised up a standard, raised up the banner, God, and to remind the enemy that we have been bought by the price, God. So we give this broadcast to you. We pray that you will have your way, Holy Spirit, that you will speak your words, Holy Spirit, people may be blessed, God, from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west, that somebody might cry, what must I do to be saved, God? We pray today, God, that you would just have your will. We realize now, time after, time after time again, that we can't do this by ourselves, God, that we need you, Holy Spirit, in all that we do. We need you today, God, to come, God, things that are wrong and to make them right, God. We need you today, God, to come, Lord Jesus. And begin, God, to, to restore what the cacher and the locust and the grasshopper and the palm oil have eating, God. We need you today, today, God, to come and set the atmosphere. You set the atmosphere, God. You set the atmosphere. You do the prayer that I God. You do whatever is needed. We need you today, God, to bring families back together, God, to restore those things that have been taken away from me today to bring forth healing, Holy Spirit. We need you more than that in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, amen. So again, I want to welcome you to the broadcast. This is the Christmas We Talk Radio. My name is Reverend Ray. Amen. The uh, broadcast, this is a live broadcast on Friday. Amen. And we are grateful uh, to be with you today, okay? So i topic again again, we're going to talk about God's claim uh, for us, and we're going to talk about three different parts of God's plan for us. Amen. Um, And God's um, plan for us mainly deals with uh, specific instructions. It deals with uh, specific timing. (laughs) And it definitely has a specific outcome. Okay. Specific instructions, specific timing, and a specific outcome. So we are overjoyed. Amen. When we begin to study this and to read the different scriptures and how they relate and everything, I realized that it's not possible for me to do this all in one broadcast. So that's why I decided to do it more like, like this. So let's keep me in prayer as we go through this, Amen. And and I I pray that it'll be a blessing to you, like it was a blessing to me, and yes, still is blessing me, Amen, Amen. So God's plans for us, God's plans for us. One of the things that I thought about when I came across topic and actually I got this topic in a dream. Amen. The topic came in the dream. I was in uh the dream or I mean I was sleeping and I woke up and uh sleeping and I was dreaming about this and I thought about it. I said, Well, let me write let me get up and just begin to think about it and everything. And that's exactly what I did. And one of the first scriptures that pops in my mind that God plans for us is coming out of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 11 and 13. And this is what it says, it says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, and ye shall search for me with all of your heart. He said, but I know the thoughts I think towards you. God has a plan. God knows what he's doing. All we have to do is get to a point where we begin to trust the Holy God. Trust him trust in that and to understand that the holy spirit is leading us and the Let's trust him one of the things that took place uh and we can read a couple of them It's great scriptures and stuff i like did to get to the plan of talking about the plan that god has for us one thing that took place that i remember um, saying a prayer late right now i couldn't sleep and i was in deep thought and uh, i wasn't in any kind of body pain but i began to reflect on uh, where I was in my relationship to, with God, and I begin to pray a prayer to God, You know how I am. You know my ups, my downs, my tears, my frowns. You know everything there is to know about me. You know how I feel. You know when I'm not good. You know when I'm good. So I'm saying, so begin, to pray say, God, I want to begin to pray a prayer like this. God, I want to please You in every aspect of my life. And then I said, but, God, I don't trust me because I'm in flesh, but I trust the Holy Spirit is in you. So what I asked God to do, I said, God, I want you to indulge me. I want you already to also this scripture, and I didn't probably get a chance, but, but I want you to cause me to worship you and to give you glory. I said I said to God, I don't want you to leave it up to my own device because I'll mess it up every time. But if I lean on you and if I trust you and if I believe in you, I know that you would never, ever leave me astray. And I begin to weep and stuff like that because that desire um, to to be with him and to please God and to worship him and, and, and to hear... Them say well done. That, that desire to want to be in a place that, that I just begin to glorify God for all that He has done. When I look back over my life and I look at all the things and all the adversities and all the uh, storms of life and all the t- trials and tribulation, all the sickness and disease, all the, the breakups, all the heartbreaks, and everything—truly, it was nobody but God that brought me through. And I'm—I'm I'm glad. I'm saying God, but I'm also including Jesus here. But I'm grateful to our Lord for bringing us bringing me through this thing. I could not have made it without the Lord that was on my side. ain't nowhere in the world that I would have been able to, to take a step or to breathe or to to feel like I was able to get through without him being on my side. I didn't understand it as much as I do now back in the day that God had a plan for me when I had the stroke. I thought it was all over. I listened to a lot of people say, oh, this is over. He's not going to do this, but God had other plans. So there comes a time that we have to, whose report would you believe? I, for me, in my house, I chose to believe the report of God, of Christ, that he gave me that particular. He said to me that you should live and not die. I choose to believe that plan so that when I uh, begin to think about that. And begin to worship every now and then i go through and i begin to re-examine my relationship here to what i am and what i'm doing and what i'm not doing am i being obedient to the spirit am i listening to hear his voice am i watching too much tv am i watching something on tv that i shouldn't be watching either on tv or social media what am i doing with my time is my time spent in, in 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 fellowship and in worship and studying of His Word. Is my time spent ministering to others and everything. Is my time spent wisely? You know, wise daylight because in my time no foreign can do it. Amen. God's plans. So those are questions that I ask myself. But you should be able to be in a place that you should be asking yourself the same question: Did I look at something too long in the wrong way, God? And if I did, I plead and I, I, I throw myself at the mercy seat of God and ask for forgiveness. And I did, I plead that He would take whatever desires that's in me that is not like Him completely out. Not saying I don't want to be human anymore. I want to continue to be human or have life in this land until my, until my number is called, until my days is up. But I also, I want to walk worthy of the land. I want to walk worthy of the vacation where we are called. Amen. In Ecclesiastes chapter three verses one through eight it says, To everything there is a season and a time and to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to win, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. For everything there is a season for everything. <coughs> there is a season, y'all. God plans of us, but he has for us knows those seasons. We may not know those seasons. We might be going through a season right now, a season or a seasonal period of time that's in your life and everything that might be causing wrecking havoc on your life but everything has a season it's not gonna last always every song that they used to sing back in the old days that i'm so glad that trouble don't last always there's always just going to be a season until the end of the day there's a season for everything to be facing. There's a season that seemed to be going on that um, uh, even with, among preachers and among the singers and the, among people that's in the church, they're going, going through this season that everything seems to be turned upside down, like top, topside heavy or whatever the case may be. But we know that nothing lasts forever. And we know that we are able to get through that season because the plan that God has for us said that we should live without that. The plan that God has for us will allow us to go through was not to destroy us but to make us stronger. For I know the thoughts that I thank to you, said the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not of be to give you an expecting end that you should call upon me, and you should go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you a season of prayer, a season of God. Hearkening unto us. To us. Amen. And you shall seek me, a season of seeking the Lord, and we shall find him, a season of finding him. And when we, you shall search for me with all your heart. Everything, even during the season that we go through, no matter what the season may be, is searching God with all our heart. I'm searching God in all our heart. In Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39, it says, for, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I want to put emphasis on whose purpose, his purpose, what, his purpose, his plan, his desire, his, his future, his, his outlook, not ours. You know, we think that we know everything. Some of us think that we have to answer for everything, but we really don't. As truth be told, we don't know the plans that God has for us. We only catch a glimpse. And everything we only pray and and that's why it's important that we ask God to we ask Lord Jesus to lead us and to gather to every truth, to lead us together in our direct to direction the self. Lord, order my steps. Order my steps. In other words, God, whatever steps that I'm taking, God, let it be ordered by you. He said we know all things work together for the goodness of the love of God to them who are called according to call his purpose, for whom he did pred- for you. He also did predestinate you know, to be conformed to the image of His Son. In other words, before He 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 called it, He also foreknew, He also predestined, He also knew the plan. I'm like, I know the plan I have for you to be conformed to the image of His Son, God's. Plan for us to, do what to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, when he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. and whom he justified, he also, he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be a good guesser? And God has a plan for us. Who can be against the plan of God has for us? You know who can be? He He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. How shall we He not with Him also freely give us all things? He was willing to do; but He did it for His Son that He loved and sacrificed. Guess what? He's willing to do the same thing for us. Son was willing to give us His life for us. Verse thirty-three says, "Who should lay anything to the charge of God's elect?" It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is ever even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. God's plan for us, Christ's intercession for us. He knows the plans he has for us. Who should, who should separate us from the love of Christ? Who? What, what person, what demonic force, what things are separated from the love of Christ? So tribulation, things that we go through, you know, trials that we have to face, difficulties, people that we have to meet, or people that hate us because of the color of there. So tribulation or distress, we stressed out about this and we stressed and we're anxious about that, or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or worried about that or worried about dying or worried about somebody trying to come out and get us. Who verse thirty six the edit is written but I think We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that, that loves us. We are more than conquerors through him that love us. On my own, I'm not a conqueror, but through Jesus Christ, I'm a conqueror. i not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor thoughts, Things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. None of these things can separate us from the love of God. There is a plan that's in motion for you and for me. Whoever you are listening to this, there's a plan that's in motion. I know it may not seem like it right now. I know that you might have your back up against the wall. I know right now that you got people knocking on your door trying to get in, but there's a plan that God has for you right now. And all you got to do is stand still and hold on and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah, one of the things I liked about this particular thing, he said, you know, in verse 30, he said, if I betrayed them, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. That means even your future, even your so-called future can't change the plan that God has for you. Your so-called future can't change it. Whatever somebody has destined your future where every curse that has been spoken against your life, Cannot change the plan that God has for you. It can't change it. It will take away the love of Christ, the love of God from you. It won't do it. It has no power, nor does it have the to authority. You know how people curse me, well you'll never be this and you'll never be that and all of this stuff and you're going to always be poor. No, none of that matters when it comes to the plan of God because if God said I'm yay and amen to you when it comes to wealth. I'm not talking about being rich, but I'm talking about things Then you have it. He he, he the, the Bible says that, 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 that kind of thousand, thousand the cattle kind of on a thousand here belong to him. The cattle on a thousand here belong to him. So all those things belong to him. All those things belong to him. Let me read a couple more. All right. Amen. Keep track of time here. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, in 2 Timothy, Chapter uh, 1, verses 7 through 10. I think I want to hear him read this. But God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. Be not thou not, be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. All this has been done because of God's own purpose. God is not giving us a fear of fear, but of a power and of love and of a sound mind. His purpose, his plan, is operating in us, and it's not operating in fear, okay? You know, but it's a power and love and of a sound mind. You cannot lose your mind if God is in control of your life. You might have some good days and you might have some bad days, but guess what? There's a purpose in there as a plan. And even by some things that you fall down, God is there to pick you up right there. Even though you fall down, he's there to pick you right back up, brush you off, put a ring on your finger, put a crown upon your head, and hold out a scepter to you that say, come. Come. Huh, come unto me. So verse 9 says again, who has saved us to call us with a holy call, but not according to our work? but a call to his own purpose and grace, which was given given us in Christ before the world began, before the world began. Before the world began, y'all, we was called. We had purpose. There was a plan, you know, in Christ, in Christ. Everything up to the, the, the birth of Christ was the plan being worked out, what direction, was instructions being worked out. And amen. Okay. Amen. Now this says. Um, I just got an alert here. It says, "All right, let me just finish. oh, Verse ten, because okay. Second Timothy um, chapter one, verse ten, it says, "But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel." And yeah, you know, he has brought life and immortal. We are immortal because of Christ because of the gospel. We are more mortal. We are mortal. You know, we don't have to uh, think the way that we did before. You know, God has a plan for us. Yeah. You know, God's and I want to talk a little bit about specific instruction. And God gives us a plan that's always specific instructions. Amen. I and there's a few verses that um, I want to read, but before I do that, I want to talk about some things for you, okay so the specific instruction means that we are to follow instruction that will lead us to the best result that will lead us to the best outcome, and it 's more than enough <laughs> when we follow god 's specific instructions, it will lead us to the best result, the best outcome, and it 's more than enough it 's more than enough because. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He sees the end of things before we even come know anyone did. When we just start now, He Jesus already know what the end is going to be to it. You know, that's why it's important that we follow instructions. That's why it's important that we follow instructions. I wanted to read First Kings chapter seventeen, verses one, Amen. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to that later on the Friday broadcast because what I want to read now. Um, I want to read this. to coming from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. This is what it says. It says, When they do not enter Jerusalem, and it comes in that backpack is edged unto the Mount of all, then sent Jesus to the disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village of against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, you, you should say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it may be prophesied, may be, be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon the ass, in a coat, and a coat, the full of ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat. And put on them their clothes, and they set him up thereof. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches from the trees and straw in the way. And the multitude of us were before him, and that followed, cried and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in, in the highest. And when it was come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Verse 2 said, this is Jesus, the prophet, and Nazareth, of Galilee. Now, that, one of the things that struck out to me when I read this whole scripture, that he told the disciples to go. And they had to follow specific instructions on what to do. And, 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 and if you notice in here, there were um, prophetic instructions, too, because he told them exactly what they were going to see. He said, verse 2 said, send them go into the village over against you, and straight away you should find an ass tied and a coat with her. He said, exactly what you can going to say. You're find an ass, and you can going to find a coat. He said, now, when you get, when you go going to the bed, I want you to loose them, right? Loose them and bring them unto me. Instructions. Instructions. See, the, the, the outcome, when we talk about the outcome, the outcome of what do does, it's for his glory. All the glory, we benefit from it. But it's for his glory. We get blessed with we obedient, but it's for his glory. It's for his glory. It says And if any man saw unto you, you ye shall say, If this man has glory, this man I, what do you doing know, taking that? You know, because keep in mind these things belong to somebody else. And he said to tell them Jesus, the Lord has needed them. And straightway he will send them. The Lord said the Lord has needed them. And we don't know whether these, these people knew Jesus or whether they were just There at the time. But the one thing I know about the Bible, the Bible Bible doesn't say that they were fought against, that they were arguing. They let them take it. They let them take it. It's like when the Jews left left Egypt, man, they took all kinds of riches. In fact, they gave it to them to take with them. They gave it to them. You know, that's a God that we serve, man. And and, that's it. Amen. So I, I mean just the instructions. And they said they, and they burst something they brought their hands in the coat, they put on them their clothes they set him up on set him upon their own in a very great multitude. See, because they followed the instructions, the plan that God had given them. There was a great multitude, y'all. This is where God began to get the glory, okay? And then later on they would they they say crucify him. But right there and is, they they all followed it. It's awesome. It? A great multitudes spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and, and straw them in the way. other words, they made a path. Okay, they made a path for the King of all kings. They made a path for him. You know, and, and the multitude that went before, it, and that father cried saying, "Hosanna to the Son of David." Nothing but they're doing it in the front. They don't realize what they said because he's not, he wasn't the son of David, he was the son of the living God, but it's okay. But he did that in, the, in front of him and, and, and back. On his side, they laid down a foundation, they laid down a road full of uh, their clothing, their cloth and um, uh, and palm, and everything, and they're saying, Hosanna, saying Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, blessed is he, that cometh in the name of the Lord of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. They say, Hosanna in the highest. You know? So they're worshiping God, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. They're worshiping him. They're laying let me for somebody to throw their they're on the ground and stuff like that, so that you could walk over or so that you could ride over and stuff like that. And the time it was a, it was the essence of showing honor and respect, like you would do for a king. You know, it was a kingly thing to do and stuff like that. It showed the honor and the privilege It was just to see them. You know, and in a kingly way to do you would see them bow in respect. So, um, great. Grace and with them, and those are the different things. So here was Jesus getting up there. But verse 10 says this, and when he was coming to Jerusalem, the city, all the city, Jerusalem was considered to be a it was not a small thing. So all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? There was a great margin. I don't mean, know, the scripture doesn't give me how many people, but I can imagine it'd be number of the people that we probably been able to put together. Maybe thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Say, so Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, a prophet. They called him a prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. They called him a prophet. They didn't still understand that he was the Lamb of God. They didn't still understand that he was the one that would take away the sins of the world. They didn't understand that he was the son of the living God. It wasn't revealed to them to be able to see that. But he knew that he was a king. They knew that he was Son of No doubt they had seen the different miracles or heard about the different miracles that he had performed. No doubt. They had heard about him feeding the 5,000. They had heard about him doing all these different miracles and speaking in front of the congregation and teaching and everything like that. They had heard and no, no. Some had probably seen And some had been witnessing. And some had been healed because of all what Jesus had done. No doubt. All these things had already seen. They knew. Some of them knew. But there were still so many people they didn't know. Again, Jerusalem, or oh, that time, it was a huge place. You know? It was a few places. His name was getting out there. He didn't have to speak his name and stuff like that. The name was being spread. Even though there were times he was trying to tell tell people tell those who hear, Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. They would they couldn't keep it to themselves. They could not keep it to themselves and then they they, they was in a place they just kept on um, wanting to um, know more about Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, another one comes out of Proverbs chapter 1, verse one, 2 through 7, I believe. It says, To know wisdom and instruction, to receive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom and justice and judgment and equ- equity, to give such to to, simple to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will here and we increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and interpretation the words of the wise. And their doctrine, the fear of the Lord is beginning acknowledged, but the food despises wisdom and instruction. The food despises wisdom and instruction. We should never be in a situation where they the despising the the instruction that God has given us. Everything has a purpose, even the instruction. You know, and, and uh, I think it was uh, uh, Ezekiel, I believe, one, one of the prophets. He told them to. Um, um, I, I can't get it right, but we'll probably talk about it. I think I got it in my notes somewhere. But he told them to do something that was crazy, you know? He told them to do something that was crazy. And crazy, and he had to do it. The problem he had to do because there was instructions of it and everything, and it was to display what was going on with Israel at the time, you know? What was going on with Israel? Israel needed to be reminded. They need a visual uh Display of what they were doing and their disobedience and their lifestyle and their life with Christ, God, at that time. They needed to see. They needed to see. You know, because I don't, cause I don't they, they had been warned about it, but it won't work. So he had to do an actual display. I like to say, I think um, a lot of people call it that he did a, uh, what do we call it? Of, uh, 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 like, a, a mind ministry type of thing where he he, he minds something so people, without saying a word, so people can see what he was talking about. Amen. And in Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 30, he said, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, go and tell the men of Judah, in the inhabitants of Judah, will ye not receive sons, in to hearken to my words, said the Lord? He said, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, go and tell the men of Judah. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Would you not receive instructions to hearken to my words? Said the Lord. God has asked, all, will you not receive the instructions to hearken to my words? I'm trying to tell you to go right, and you keep going left. I'm trying to tell you to stay straight and to stand up, and you keep stooping low, y'all. You know? I'm trying to tell you, man, to to minister." and stuff like that, but you want to stay in the house. do you hear the instructions that God has given us given us individually as a body of Christ? He, he said, go to the hedges and the hallways and compare men and women to come in to the generative. Are we doing that? You know? Are we are we are we getting at a point where we are beginning to teach others? Are we going about discipling others? Are we healing you know, others and stuff like that. I'll be getting, are having a better relationship with these are we spending time with him and, then, and All these instructions about it is filled with instructions. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the law, particularly, but I'm talking about instructions that God is requiring that to get to do what—to get closer to Him, to draw closer to Him, to have a relationship, a intimacy with Him. That's what He desires. Okay. Okay, second Timothy verses uh, second Timothy chapter three says uh, sixteen and seven it says, "All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's pro- profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may that the man of God may be perfect through, furnished until all good works. It's done that all is given by inspiration of God it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction. For instruction. For proof, correct, and instruction. This is why we study. This is why we read the scriptures. This is why we study the scriptures. This is why we allow the scriptures to become an allegory and become a, um, a meaning to us. This is why we take the word that and we have hidden into our hearts and we write back sin against God. This is why we have to do this. This is why we preach or teach. This is why we. Stand on the on the street corner and declare the wondrous works of God. This is why we even have church, you know, to glorify God, to honor him, for the building of the kingdom and everything, to edify each other, you know, you know, and the, the, for the gift of the spirit, you know, for the proof of the spirit. This is why we do what we do. We don't have just have church just to go tell Sunday and dance out, hallelujah, and do a couple of days, and come back home and our lives haven't changed. There needs to be a change that takes place in our heart. There needs to be a change that takes place in our hearts. This is Paul saying that I, I die daily. We need to be in a, in a place where we're dying daily. You know, we're dying daily. What we die from? Anything that, any kind of unrighteousness that is not like us. Anything that goes against the plan that God has for us. Anything that God doesn't want for you and be. Anything and everything in God's will, leave it alone. If it's not in God's plan, step away from it. Now, listen, I'm going to say something that's going to become. There may be people that may be in our lives at times that don't need to be in our lives anymore. No they was only supposed to be there for a season. And when the season is over, we have to be able to be in a place that we let them go, man. You know, that's one of my hardest parts. I don't know how to let people go. But we have to be able to let them go. Let them go. And you're going to see that, oh, not all, not everybody. Some people are meant to be in your life, but not everybody is meant to be. And then we have to be very careful who comes into our circle, our inner circle, because some people were never, ever meant to be there from the start. Some people come in our inner circle, and they're not part of God's plan in our life. They were never, ever meant to be that part of that inner circle from the start. That's why all these things, we have to see Christ with all these things we have to seek and answer and So God what do you want me to do I like the what David I don't think nobody had that in here now. not but I like what David did David um, began to ask God Lord shall I go up to battle either God says yeah or nay or uh, no don't go up or go ahead go up or, and get what was stolen or whatever he gave answers he, he followed instructions there's many instructions that we have to t- that take place you know that God has given so, and again I'm not trying to base this off any kind of law but I'm saying the instructions the do it to the plan of God for your life there is instructions to come with you it. it's like this is a good example it's like baking a, or someone kind of baking a cake and it says for best results uh follow the cake by the best results Follow the instructions y'all. the worst thing to do is try to bake a cake and get the cake mixed and get everything together, and put everything together. And then realize after you put the cake in, I oven, realize you forgot the eggs. It's no longer a cake. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's no longer a cake. That's the worst thing to take place, man. It's no longer, it's no longer a cake. You didn't follow the instructions. You missed an ingredient and stuff like that, you know. One of the examples is they have to put on the whole armor oh god and they have the whole armor oh god right there in front of you. And and, and and present it to you, but you refuse to put on the helmet because you figure it's too heavy, but you'll be okay. Well, where do you think the enemy is going to strike you at most? You got to know, everything else is help with helmet of salvation. He's coming for your head. And when I'm talking about your head, I'm not I'm talking about that thinking or the, your mental gauge or those things that you think in your mindset and all that. He's coming for your mindset because you didn't have on the helmet of salvation. It's follow instructions. Paul said, "Put on the whole arm of God." He, was saying, he said, "Not nah, don't don't need anything. Put on all of it. Put on all of it. Put on all of it." Amen. I want to read um, one more scripture. But I think I'm gonna go back. I think we still have time. I said, "Hebrews chapter two, verses one through three it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the time, and I will watch to see what He was saying to me.'" And what I shall answer when I'm approved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, the plan. Make it plain upon table, his, this, the plans and the instructions, okay? That he may run that reading, for the vision is set for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak, and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry instruction was right to remember what well was the record of talking about chapter verse um chapter two in verse one chapter one he was talking about all the things that was going on all around him that that he saw the enemies and his um seceding and he did these things he were doing horrible things to the children of israel at that time they made major things that were going on and him back was one they didn't like it, so he what he his purpose of waiting. On on it, on it, on front the watch, with to see on the on the tower to see what God was going to do. Okay, God, you see what they're doing. You see all the stuff they doing that's going on around town here. You see they they're killing us and they persecuting us and you see we got we going without and you see they don't know like us because because we believe in you. You see all these things. He said, like, "I'm going to stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and we'll watch to see what He was saying to me and what shall." And what I shall answer when I'm approved. I'm going to do this because I know you're coming from me, God. But I'm going to do this because I know you have to see. But I'm going to do this. And then God gave him instruction, simple instruction. He said, the Lord asked me, he said, write the vision. You know, you know in other words, God, God said, I, in other words, I, I know what's going on. I see what they're doing, but I want you to write the vision. I want you to write the vision. He said, make, and when you write it, make sure you make it plain upon the table. You know, don't put nothing on the table that they can't understand, but make it plain. Make sure you're writing everything. It's plain. Speak it in plain language. You know, <laughs> don't be using, I don't know, no exegetical or analytical words and all that. Make it plain, okay? i put it there. They he may run, they read it. They may run. When they read it, they'll start to run. they start to run. You know? It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it should speak in that line. Though it tarry. this is though it tarry, the plan of God. Though it's the plan of God may be tarrying in your life, it shall surely come, it will not tarry. Though it may seem like it tarry, wait for it. Wait for the plan of God. Wait for the plan of God, the action of God, the response of God. Wait. Wait for the outcome that God has for you. The outcome will be in your favor. Wait. Wait, I say wait. Amen. I'm going to stop there because I don't really have time to get into um, the scripture I was going to go in you know, King chapter, First Kings chapter 17. Right? We're going to do that next time around. Uh, maybe next Friday, I believe. No, nope, not next Friday. Maybe next Sunday. we will meet again to Monday. Next Friday we have the... Um, the Singers ministry, amen. So we can do that next Sunday, amen. Amen. And um, hopefully we'll be able to get to the Pacific timing. Amen. I got a couple scriptures that, And of course we got this. I'm not sure we'll be able to finish by next Sunday. But stay tuned and we can continue to move on. Amen. I thank God for your time. I am out of time a little early. Amen. But I don't want to hold you too long. But please go back and listen to this message over and again, and preach by all means, share. Amen. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you, God, for the specific access for the plans that you have for us, God. We pray today, God, that we will begin, God, to go to the places that you have called us to be, God, and surround us with people that you have called to be on us, God. We need you, Holy Spirit. Again, we can't do this journey by ourselves. We give our life to you. We give this prayer to you, God, and we pray, God, that you will bless those Lord Jesus that need you today, that are crying out loud and seeking answers, God. That you pray, God, that you will have, God. We pray not only for them, but we also pray, God, for those that are suffering, right now, those that are in Florida and those of those kids overseas, those all those kids, those kids, even the war that's going to Ukraine, God, the threats and nuclear war, God. We know. You said that these things shall come to pass. There'll be wars and wounds and wars, God. We pray, God, continue to pray for people that are losing their life daily in every country, God. We lift up to you for those that are being persecuted for your name's sake, God. We pray that they may not get very well done, God. We pray for those that have a zeal for the things of God. We pray for the missionaries, the evangelists, the prophets, the apostles, the teachers, the pastors, God, the leadership of the church, the five-fold ministry, the leadership of the church, God. We praying God, that we may begin to repent of anything and everything that we're doing that's contrary to your will and for so your plan that you have for us. So we will begin, God, to, to repent and be revived into you, God. We pray that you don't take us out, God, but allow us, God, to repent and throw ourselves at the mercy of you, Lord Jesus, that we might begin to preach some doctrine to, to the people of God, God, that we might be true and wish to be your spirit and the truth God that we may remember, God, what our calling is, God, and be obedient to what you've called us to do. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you more than ever today. Come into our lives, God. Break down every idol and cast out every soul. Begin to speak life and not death into our lives, God, the people that need you, Lord, Jesus. We pray for those that don't even know you as the Lord and Savior. But we pray, God, that you will begin, God, to show them you, who you are. Show them your grace and your mercy, God. Show them the Christ, Lord Jesus, that was prayed for them, even at the cross. Even at the cross. We will forever give you all the glory, all the praise. Amen and amen amen. God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget you can listen to this in this entire problem in a few minutes. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And God, God bless you. Amen.